Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hi, gang. It's day three of Groundhog Day in Washington, day three of the speaker battle. And I'm eager that momentarily I shall speak with former governor, former congressman John Kasich. You'll remember that during yesterday's program, a number of callers brought up Kasich's name, in recognition of the fact that a Speaker of the House of Representatives need not be a current member of the House of Representatives. And after the second, maybe third caller talked about Kasich, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do during the commercial break. I'll reach out for the governor and I will ask him, has anyone called him from Washington to throw his hat into the ring as a potential Speaker of the House? I didn't hear back from him during the course of the program, but I did from hear from him last night. Well, Governor Kasich joins me now. Hey, Gov, thank you so much for being here. As I said in my email to you yesterday, a number of my radio callers were talking you up and saying, why can't we have a guy like John Kasich be the Speaker of the House? And I said, I wonder if anyone has reached out for him on exactly that subject. What's the answer? (laughs) Nobody's been knocking my door down, Michael. Look, the situation there is really, uh, it's, let me just put it to you this way. I, a couple of days ago, put out a tweet saying that there should be a coalition between Republicans and Democrats that, that could come together and sort of marginalize the extremes. The other way of thinking about it is if you have a coalition, you can be in a situation where you begin to run the House from the middle out rather than from the ends to the middle and uh, nobody has kind of seen it that way at this point. I mean, the Republicans feel like, you know, we'll go ballot after ballot. Maybe something will happen. And the other interesting thing here is that the Democrats just seem to, uh, Michael, the Democrats just seem to just be enjoying the, seeing the Republicans flail. And, you know, while one can understand why they would feel that way, they're missing a tremendous opportunity, in my opinion, to put the country first and to be in a situation where the House can be moderated. Now, you know, I wish they would look at it that way, but my greatest criticism is really for the Republicans that they just, it just seemed like, you know, it's that, that old movie, you know, the, the, the people that couldn't shoot straight. I mean, they just, they just are so befuddled right now, and it's damaging, it's damaging the institution. Um, but look, think about that for a second. So you get a, you get a, a handful or a good group of Republicans you get a good group of Democrats. You negotiate something out. The Speaker would be Republican because they have the House. 
And then you could deal with a bunch of issues like how many investigations are going to be, what are committees going to look like. There's so many things that can be brought about. And then if you have a more moderate, and I'm not saying liberal or anything like that, but if you have a constructive house, you can begin to deal with problems like immigration. You begin to deal with the problems that are connected to the long life of Social Security and Medicare. You then you, you have a more reasonable way of going about things. Look, that's exactly what I was involved with, number one, on the Penny Kasich bill, which was to take a penny out of every dollar, bipartisan. And then, of course, the, the famous budget deal that got us to a surplus. Things were working then, and then everything's kind of gone haywire. Governor, your tweet said this, a block of House Republicans should get together with Democrats to pick a speaker to run a coalition government which will moderate the House and marginalize the extremists. By the way, truer words never spoken. Five million impressions. It's like seven now. It's like okay. seven million. Okay. So when so you, when we you say... We hit a nerve, Yeah. Michael, well, when like you say you they're, not, they're not banging down your door, the people are banging down your door. Look, it's a process in Washington where they got to figure out their way forward. I'm just offering a suggestion. Having served in the House for 18 years, we had our fights. We had our shutdowns. Uh, I mean, I know I was in the middle of it when, you know, we were trying to get that budget balanced. But over time, you know, we worked it out. And you don't see that today. You see many people who are interested in well. You know, uh, Sting, the singer, said, I've lost my faith in politicians because they all seem like game show hosts. That's pretty accurate for a guy who's a, who's no a doubt. singer, the former singer in the police. You yeah, know? He nailed it. He says, you know, think, think about that for a second. He just hit it on the head. They all seem like game show hosts. No, not all of them. But if there were a handful of them that would get together and see this way, it would really help the country. And the Democrats at some point got to stop laughing at the Republicans and say, hey, we have a golden opportunity here to come up with something that is more moderate and more workable. And look, Michael, it's also consistent with Joe Biden, because Joe Biden's got to moderate what he wants. He can't have, you know, he can't be governing from the left. That is just not, that would not, that would not work. So it fits everything. It means a more, it more, a more constructive Senate, a more constructive House, a more constructive and communicative White House, you know, we could maybe actually accomplish a few things that are necessary to accomplish in this country, right? Hey, Governor, I, I want to amplify something. You're so correct in saying that a lot of the attention thus far is on the five or the 20 who have been no votes for Kevin McCarthy. But when you focus on the Democrats, they are loving the moment of Hakeem Jeffries, you know, quote unquote, winning each of these ballots. But to your point yesterday, my poll question here on radio asked, should the House Democrats work with House Republicans and try and find a compromise? We 23,000 people vote and 64 percent of them said, yes, Democrats ought to be doing more. Look, we're all saying that we want to see some sort of accomplishment. Problem is, Michael, when you poll people, what they say is, yeah, I'd like to see everybody get along as long as they agree with my point of view. Right. That people themselves, your listeners, your callers, it's, it's incumbent on them to, to be people who say, look, we all got to give a little bit. There is nothing in life where we get everything we want. There's no, nowhere. It doesn't mean, as my mother used to say, Johnny, you don't give up your principles, but, you know, you can't every, have everything your way. I just hope that the Democrats will say, hey, there's an opportunity for us. 
Because just think if you have a very wounded speaker. Now, maybe in the long run they kind of think it helps them. But I believe what's going to really help the country is if, in fact, you can govern from the center out, not the outside in. And it means at some point these politicians have to stand up to the screamers that, you know, that they represent and say, no, 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 that's just not acceptable. You know, what we need, Michael, and I know you know this, you're one of the great ones, you and I come from the same kind of stock, is we need leaders who are going to be more selfless, not so much worried about what's in it for, for them, but we need leaders who say, all right, I'm going to put my neck on a line for something that's a greater cause. I mean, this is not, look, it's what I, I, I don't want to, somebody's going to say, oh, well, Kasich, he's just preaching here, whatever. It's what I've done. I'm not, I'm the farthest thing from perfect, but I always knew you had a compromise. Look, I expanded Medicaid when you know, I was the only Republican, first Republican governor to do it. Why? I can help 600,000 people get health care, keep them from sleeping under a bridge or being in jail. I mean, you know, would I have written the bill different? Of course I would have. But, you know, it was and – and I paid a price when I decided that I didn't want Donald Trump and I needed to endorse Joe Biden. I knew what I was doing. I was walking into a firestorm. So what? So what? We don't have Trump anymore. Now, Biden's not a box of chocolates by any stretch, but we need people who are willing to say, yeah, I, and it's not just the politicians. It's us, the people, who talk to the politicians. And it seems to me, Michael, with one little tweet, you know, by, by, a, by a, and I just finished the book, The Hobbit, by a little hobbit out here in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, seven million people are engaged in it. I mean, that's just remarkable, and it tells you what the hunger is. Governor, I know you've got to catch a plane. Thank you so much for allowing me to intrude on your day. I really appreciate our friendship. Let's do it again, okay? Governor John Kasich, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Governor. So, yes, Governor Kasich's tweet, a block of House Republicans should get together with Democrats to pick a speaker to run a coalition government which will moderate the House and marginalize the extremists' seven million impressions, saying, you heard him a moment ago, saying exactly the sort of things we were saying here yesterday when our poll question asked whether the Democrats ought to be doing more Instead of just standing there and cheering on Hakeem Jeffries, you know, quote unquote, winning, even though he'll never get to the 218, but they're relishing the dysfunction on the part of the Republicans. And there's plenty of dysfunction about which they can draw glee, but it's not going to get the deal done. Maybe they need to be doing more. Here's here's the additional part of the update from last night, because, you know, it'll be just as I'm signing off today and Steve Scully is signing on that this all goes into day three when they begin at about noon. Concessions were made by Kevin McCarthy last night. Uh, Politico has a good summary. Mark Halpern had it in the wide world of news today as well. Four bullet points. One, a one-member motion to vacate. The GOP leader appears to have finally acquiesced to a demand to lower the threshold needed to force a vote, ousting a speaker to just one member. McCarthy had originally indicated that the restoring of the one-member motion to vacate was a red line. His allies now argue that there's not a huge practical difference between this and his previous offer requiring five members, so apparently he's given up that point. Secondly, Rules Committee seats for the Freedom Caucus. McCarthy now prepared to give the House Freedom Caucus two seats on the powerful House Rules Committee, which oversees the amendment process for the floor. 
Third, a vote on term limits. This is a key demand from Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina, who has proposed a constitutional amendment limiting members to three terms in the House and four major changes to the appropriations process, fears of another trillion-plus-dollar omnibus spending bill have been a major driver of the conservative backlash to McCarthy. The brewing deal includes a promise for standalone votes on each of the 12 yearly appropriation bills, which would be considered under what's known as the open rule, allowing floor amendments to be offered by any lawmaker. Enough to get him where he needs. It, it sounds like it's enough to whittle away a number of the 20, but you still got those hardcore five And he can only afford to lose four. So that's where it stands as of this moment in time. I'm just thrilled that because you asked me yesterday, what about Kasich? I texted him. He ended up calling me last night. I didn't hear from him during the course of the the program, but I heard from him last night. I'm like, Gov, can we please have this conversation on air? I'd rather not have it now. Let's talk about it on air. Because he started hitting me with everything that you just heard him say. So I'm thrilled that we were able to close that loop. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. All right. Your reactions. Telephone lines open now. Cape May, New Jersey is where Bob is standing by. React to Governor John Kasich. Bob, go ahead. I I think it's incredible that he's always been a governor that I thought, excuse me, that I thought was good for America regardless of him being a Republican. But I think the Democrats are really missing it by being um, 
the kids in the room rather than the adult in the room, making a deal with, with McCarthy that they could give him the votes and make some of these same concessions to help move the country forward. Um, you know, the midterm should have told people they should have, Democrats should have lost tremendously, and they didn't. That means the American people really paid attention and did something that I don't think has been done before. So we could work together and get something done. The American people are ready for it. Hey, I'm paying close attention to the story. Maybe it's out there and it got past me, but I'm not aware of any reporting that suggests that Democrats have engaged in conversations to do what you're describing or what I've described yesterday in the poll question. I I don't think that there's any evidence of them trying to be the, the problem solvers in this. Because they're not paying attention. The midterm should tell everybody that is an anomaly that what does it mean? It means the American people knew what they were doing. All the polls had it wrong again. <laughs> so why not negotiate a sound moving forward together with the middle? Governor Kasich's exactly right. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate hearing from you. Louisiana is where Don is standing by. Don, how do you see it in the bayou? Um, I would say that Kasich would be the absolute worst choice, even worse than McCarthy, first of all. How come? And here, Because he, he's a deal maker and make a deal, and that's why McCarthy doesn't deserve it. You lead from the front, not from the rear, okay? McCarthy is a deal maker, and in, and in his eyes, it's better to make a bad deal than no deal at all. And that's why I'm against him. And that's why there's a lot of there, there's a handful of Republicans against me. We're not against making deals. And Nancy Pelosi was a good deal maker, but she didn't give away the store and she wasn't willing to make a deal for the sake of saying I made a deal. And there are it's, too many up there, McCarthy right. and Kasich, that want to make a deal for the sake of saying I reached across the aisle and made a deal. Is compromise a dirty word to you? No, no, not not at all. You have to compromise to get things done up in D.C. I get that, but you don't do you don't compromise your principles, and you don't give away the store. Perfect example. What is this between five votes and one vote? Not much. Why give in on it? Why not make a counteroffer that was better? For instance, maybe don't accept none of their terms and say instead. We'll let y'all select all of the members, and I can't think of the committee name, but the joint committee between the Senate and the House that puts the bills together once they pass both houses, that puts the final touches on it. We'll let y'all we'll let y'all form eighty percent of that committee, or all y'all can pick all of the members in the reconciliation process. I get it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, thank you, Don. Appreciate it. What I shared with you at the tail end of my conversation with Governor Kasich, I now see is is sort of the breaking news from the Washington Post and New York Times. They've confirmed what Politico was reporting in terms of the concessions, to Bob's point, that last night were agreed to by Kevin McCarthy. 
Here's the lead. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has made concessions to a group of 20 lawmakers in hopes of ending their blockade of his speakership ahead of votes on Thursday. A stunning reversal that, if adopted, would weaken the speaker and ensure a tenuous hold on the job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Donna stands by in Fort Myers, Florida. Hi, Donna. Greetings. What are you thinking? Well, I... I I was a Kasich supporter in the 2016. I'm a, an Ohio resident. I'm in Florida. I'm a snowbird. Um, Kasich is a loser. And we wouldn't want Kasich because in his time, Republicans and Democrats, I believed, wanted the same outcomes. But they just their path to get there were different. That is no longer true. The Democrats are so far to the left And you can't say that the Republicans are that far to the right. They do not want the same things. The Democrats want open borders. They want their transgender crazy. They want unfettered abortions. They want the destruction of the fossil fuel industry. By the way, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening to you, but I'm not agreeing with you. I just want to be fair and give you the platform. I think the leaders of both parties have drifted to the extremes. I don't lay it off as the Dems have gone wildly to the left and Republicans have stood where they always were. These Republicans bear zero resemblance to the Republicans of the 1980s, which is when I cut my teeth and was a Republican. I mean, Ronald Reagan could never win nomination in this version of the party. And yet he's lionized by the right. I do not believe that at all. And while I. I was a Trump supporter. I do not want him on the ticket. But the Republicans need to stand up against the the Democrats. Donna, Donna, you may have heard me. You may have heard me say this before. In the 80s, such was the number of Republican moderates in the Senate that they had their own gathering. It was called the Wednesday Lunch Club. I can rattle off the names. John Hines, Arlen Specter, Bob Packwood, Nancy Kassebaum. Uh, Bob Dole, uh, Alan Simpson, and I'm probably forgetting three or four. They're all gone. And I don't mean by attrition. There's just no maybe Susan Collins, maybe Lisa Murkowski, nobody else. Every listen to this statistic. I can back it up with data. Every Republican in the Senate is more conservative than every Democrat in the Senate. Every Senate Democrat is more liberal than every Republican. It's not the way it used to be. It just isn't. It is not the way it used to be. That's my point. It's not the way but you're it was. blaming only the left. And I'm, I'm saying you're 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 no. not casting a similar eye to the right the way that you should. And, and, and fine. But how do you pull people to the middle? You go to the extremes. I mean, no, hell no. Of course you not. Have, you have to admit. Come on. You have to admit the Democrats. Um, I don't the Democrats are very extreme on major issues like abortion. They want unfettered abortion up to the time of birth. It's such a a blanket. It's such a I can't just sit here. and. Anyway, I'm appreciative of your call. That's just not true. I mean, do some Democrats want there to be abortion rights until the end? I don't know who they are. Who who is the one representative that you could rattle off who says, I believe a woman should have a right to an abortion in in her, you know, eight and a half month term? No, that's. That's the problem. They won't say it. I remember okay. when. All right, come on. How can I deal with that? Anyway, I got a roll. I'm, I'm envious. You're in Fort Myers. That's a good thing. Let's end on a happy note. That's that's a, a wonderful place to be. Hopefully the beach is is coming back. More phone calls in a moment. This is the.
the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius X. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. There was a caller yesterday who said to me uh, that he wished that I would put more conservatives, more Republicans on CNN. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it stands out to you. It stands out to me. And I said to this fellow, I said, you need to understand we are constantly Constantly. inviting constantly. I have a standing rule with my CNN gang that uh, any United States senator that they can book is welcome on my program on any given Saturday. Correct. And I'd be thrilled if we could fill that void with more Republicans because they just don't come out to play. That's what you heard me say yesterday. Correct. But you, as because you're involved in this, you can attest to the fact those invitations are constantly extended, oh, yeah. both for radio and for television. Talked about all the time. But the mindset is one of, I am a Republican, I go on Fox. Correct. And I, at I, any time of the day or night. At any time <laughs> of the day or night. Because we're the, up early and Fox we see News, them. This is, look, I, this is somewhat embarrassing for, for me to admit to you, but I'm going to tell you that Fox News can pull a guest on a, what's today? Thursday, on a Thursday at 5.05 a.m. Right. That I can't get Saturday at 9 a.m. Right. Okay. Even though I've got more people watching me at, at said time. Why am I bringing this up? Because one observation of the last 48 hours, the number of Republicans on CNN, CNN is is, CNN is getting all of the individuals who are the the McCarthy and and some of the 20 as well. Because this is so so unusual. Is it going to stop or is that what what I want to flag? That's what I like. I mean, I'm sure Chris Licht, who is the new head honcho at CNN, 
is thrilled because remember it was reported that after he got the gig, he went to Washington. I'm sure he had meetings on the Democratic side of the aisle and the Republican side of the aisle. But I I think his Sherpa, I think I read this. I hope I'm not telling a tale out of school. I think his Sherpa for the Republicans was David Urban, my friend. Oh, interesting. And I think it was David who introduced him on the Republican side of the aisle. Again, this is all public account. Sure. And uh, it was so that Chris could say to the Lindsey Grahams of the world, hey, Please, come on. on. We want you to come on. Uh, Nothing seems to have come from that, but all of a sudden the logjam is broken. So it'll be interesting to see see if the water is there for Republicans now going to be more a part of CNN. And you have my word on the fact that that through my show, at least, but I know through other programs as well, they've wanted them on. Right. When when I was doing the nine o'clock hour in in the, the, you know, the formerly known as Cuomo slot. Correct. Still couldn't get them. Right. Could not in prime time. It's nine o'clock on CNN. It's an international audit. Couldn't get them. Yeah. But maybe that's now changed permanently. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I will see. be watching closely. We, we will. We will. We will see. Now that I've I've said this, uh, Sacramento, California, Bill. Thank you for allowing me to make that point. What did you want to say? Hi, Michael. Uh, first of all, I want to say I always wanted to tell you this that um, although I'm not a big Genesis fan, uh, yeah. the Carpet Crawler uh, from Seconds Out, the live version, still brings tears to my eyes. Well, so. and the photograph. Can I just say that the photograph on that album cover with that sort of steamy—I think it was recorded in Paris. Right. I'm not sure, yeah. but the the light show and it just so captured Genesis of that era. Yeah, I I remember that. I still have it in my collection. So yeah, good for you. Um, but I wanted what I wanted to say about uh, the topic is uh, I have a nominee for uh, a bona fide conservative who has congressional experience that would uh, be hard-pressed to compromise on any conservative ideals uh, with the Democrats, but would likely get probably at least 50 Democratic votes. I, I, um, I know. Can I say you did, not, you did not tell my screener. If you did, it is not on my board. Can I guess who you're thinking of? Sure. Liz Cheney. Exactly. <laughs> never, happened. never happened. Never but, happened. I mean, right. I, I, 90% of the Republicans would love to vote for her. And the Republican Party would be able to move on. It would be better for the country. It would be better for the party. It'd be better for the world. Well, let me say this. Liz Cheney could win that vote if it were a secret ballot. It's, it's one of these, exactly. if they had to vote in the light of yeah. day, they, they wouldn't want to be associated with her. But in their heart of hearts? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, Democrats, well, in comparison to others, maybe that's as good as they can do. But I, I, it's fun to think about. You and I agree it'll never happen. Okay, well, one more quick point I want to make to what you were just talking about, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, you were saying how uh, Republican senators won't come on the show. One yeah. of the reasons for that is I know some conservatives, some Trumpers in my family and stuff, who I've recommended your show to because, you know, you're down the middle. They're not interested at all because you, you're not part of the echo chamber. And so they're not interested, so they're not listening. So when you I do your it. poll questions, most people who answer are probably more liberal. And that's why the Republicans don't want to come on your show, because they're not really talking to their base. They want to reach. I get it. I, I don't take it personally. They, they want to reach the base because that's where the votes are. And, and you know, Fox right. News controls the, the primary. I totally get it. Thank you, Bill. I'm, I'm simply suggesting that one one profound change of the last 48 hours. This is all going to fade sooner or later. We're, we're going to get a new speaker of the House. But. What I want to see is, will a residual impact of it be that Republicans continue to go on CNN? 
Steve, you're in Portland, Maine. Greetings. What did you want to say? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Michael. Hey, you know, I, I listened to John Kasich, and, and John Kasich had a hard time getting 10% support in the primary. He's a, this, the country may need a moderate right now, and I'd love to see it because I'd like a third party myself. But we're, the, the people are still polarized. That lady from Florida is not an exception. That's, you know, that's what people listen to. That's the people are in their camps right now. And you need somebody more dynamic than John Kasich to make an argument to get out of their camp. You know, this, this polarization, uh, moderates didn't really have a place uh, 20 years ago. You know, Arlen yep. Specter really wasn't a Republican. So I, I'm case- in Philadelphia then, and I voted for him. But the only reason he won was because he appealed to Democrats. The Kasich and constituency he, he has left has left the GOP. Yeah, the the the, the Kasich. Let me say this: the Kasich constituency has left the GOP. It's comprised of people like me and maybe people like you who are no longer Republicans. Um, in the Specter era, you're right. He was always a guy who was who was viewed suspiciously from the right. But in primaries, up until the end, and, and at the end it did him in, he was still able to, you know, fend off the Steve friends, if you want a little name from the past. Oh, I remember, was, I remember Steve. You, I knew him personally. Oh, is that right? Okay. Were you a, a yeah, Delco person? Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I used to ride, I used to ride the, car, the car train from Ardmore all the way up to Harrisburg with him <laughs> in the smoking car. In the smoking car. In the yeah, smoking so I heard, car. I, I was there. I was. In, I was in the room where it happened. So yeah, uh, you know that's I, funny. I, you know, I and I, I never liked Arlen Specter, and when he changed parties, he proved it. The guy was never a Republican. If it wasn't for him, there would have been no ACA. He gave the the uh, the Senate to the Democrats. But that, thank 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 God we thank God we thank God we got the ACA. What, what what's wrong with the idea of of going into a private exchange? Looking at competitive bids and buying private health insurance, I love the idea. Well, it's, it was it maligned. Out okay, but it, it it was it wasn't what I wanted. I lost my coverage. I had I had a great policy as a uh, as a as a professional. A, 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 a uh, PPO right. that I loved. I, I lost it. I got to run. Thank you for that. You and I, I, sad if you lost yours, but but there's there's some poor guy out there who had a pre-existing condition who was never able to get coverage, and now he or she does. Uh, Houston, Texas. This is Adam. Adam, greetings. You wanted to say what about the speaker fight? Yeah, hey, a couple things. One is I hear lots of people saying this is embarrassing. It's making us look bad on the world stage and everything. And I personally think that it's completely overblown simply because the rest of the world, they may see this, but they don't know about our politics or blah, 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 whatever. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when Britain recently got rid of their prime minister after she had only been in there, what, two, three months or whatever, we snickered a little bit. And then, frankly, Any, we haven't wait, thought wait, about quick it trivia. Wait, quick trivia. Name her. Hurry up. I, I was, nope. was going to say Theresa May, but I'm pretty sure. No, that's Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, and that's my point. I actually follow politics. I don't remember that. So, right. so, so to say this is embarrassing on the world stage, yeah, that, that's a canard. It's just not true. No, I agree Number with two, you. I, I agree. The junkies, nope. and we are junkies. If you listen to a program like mine, you're into this sort of thing. But are most Americans paying close attention to – they don't know who Kevin McCarthy is. Correct, correct. Number two is 
I really wonder if, if, if McCarthy gets it. How long is it going to take him before he realizes he didn't get what he thought he was getting? And I, I think of the uh, something Jesus said in one of the Gospels, what does it profit a man to gain the world yet lose his soul? Or if you want something more secular, a Pyrrhic victory, that's what this is going to be. He's given up everything. What is he getting? Okay, I mean, but, he he's, wins, but he's – come on, he's, he's put this – but he's put this idea on a pedestal. He's he's been striving for it for years, and Clearly. you know he wants it, and he he wants it. I don't blame him. And he has he has yeah. revealed himself as being willing to trade all power and privilege that comes with it just to have it. If that's your point, I agree with it. Right, and so it's going to happen at some point. He's gonna you know he's gonna be the dog that uh, chased the car. He you know yeah. he caught it. Now what? And you know I just. If the Democrats are smart, they're going to come to him and say, look, you know, there's going to be a fight that's going to come for, you know, the debt ceiling or da da da, whatever. And you know, you know, somebody's going to force a motion to vacate. You're either going to have to work with us and come out uh, or and be kicked out by your people, or whatever. Work with us now. Marginalize the other side. And, well, and see, actually, I think today's. I think Adam will will we'll know soon. We'll we'll know by Steve Agreed. Scully what's going to happen. I think today is the day where, and thank you, uh, where there will be some kind of movement. Chanel, you're in Burlington, New Jersey. Greetings. Greetings. How are you, Michael Swisscott? All right. All right. Pleasure pleasure being on your show. Thank you. So, so, so I agree with uh, John Kasich. However, I think the timing is critical. I think that. Uh, the Democrats want to work with actually Steve Scalise. Um, I don't fo- remember if folks remember this, but when Hakeem was put in as the minority leader and they asked him if he had talked to Kevin McCarthy, he said, no, he doesn't talk to Kevin, but he has great respect for Steve Scalise. So I think they're just buying their time. And like uh, Kasich said, they'll take that opportunity to then work with them or to at least vote present so that he gets a nod. But they got in other words, you, you think in their minds they find him more palatable. That's why they're just keeping their powder dry, letting this play out. But when it is Scalise whose name is put forth, put forth, then all of a sudden they'll they'll do something like vote present. Absolutely, because because Kevin did what he did in terms of January sixth. He's not palatable to the Democratic Party, and I don't think Pelosi or any of them would then endorse or work well, with him because they don't trust him, much like yeah, the By, by the right. way, he alienated everybody because initially he said what I think were the proper things to be said about Trump's role and then hustled down to Mar-a-Lago. And by the time he'd come back from, you know, he was not trusted by either side. That, I think, is what drives much of this. Absolutely. And so I think that that's what they're waiting on, on, on him to finally just not get it. Right. And then they'll negotiate and work with, if not Scalise, someone else to be the chair okay we shall find out thank you for your phone call i appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that was great what a great conversation and what a what a uh, perfect get to have governor Kasich on to address it the smirconish podcast for independent minds listen to michael smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m to noon east on sirius xm's potus channel 124 or anytime on the sxm app connect with michael on facebook twitter youtube and at smirconish.com Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? 
could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.